John here, and we've got a new sponsor, DistroKid. Now that you've finished your latest Pirate Math SpongeCore Twitch trek, it's time to get it out there so everyone can hear it. DistroKid helps musicians get their music on all the major streaming platforms, and artists keep 100% of their royalties. And because you're a high-gain listener, you get 30% off. Just go to distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. That's distrokid.com slash VIP slash high-gain. And now DistroKid has an app. The DistroKid app is available for iOS and Android. You can download it at distrokid.com slash app or in the app and play stores. We'd like to take a minute to thank our pals over at Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. The new gold standard of audio repair, Isotope RX11, is coming in May. Buy RX10 now on sale and get RX11 absolutely free when it's released. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. High Gain listeners get 10% off using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. That's all at isotope.com. I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Hey, we'd like to take a minute to thank our sponsor, Isotope, makers of software and plugins for audio repair, mixing, and mastering. We use Isotope products here at the High Gain. It's an important part of how we've been able to bottle pure podcast gold week after week. And guess what? Isotope offers one free month of Music Production Suite Pro, which has all the tools you need to mix, master, and repair audio. Also, you can get 10% off all other software using the promo code FRET10. That's F-R-E-T-1-0. All of this is at isotope.com, I-Z-O-T-O-P-E dot com. Oh, hey, everybody. It's me, Ed Peterson. Oh, hey, Ed. It's me, John Kiltica. What's going on, John? Oh, you know, sitting here doing my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Where are we recording from? Beautiful. West Seattle, Washington. It's pretty nice. I think spring is coming. I think it is coming. It's light out at 7, 8 o'clock at night. I love it. I cannot tell you how much I love that. Yeah. We suffered through that winter for that. The things we do to live in Seattle. Yeah. What are we talking about today? We're going to talk about a new old guitar. New old guitars. Yeah. Love it. You know, a non-trivial amount of time we spend talking about new versions of old guitars, right? In this case, this is a new version of an old guitar that was never built. We don't do that a ton. Of companies that do it, maybe Gibson has the most history of doing that. What else did they do that with? The Modern was never actually released until much later, right? That is correct. And as Ed implies, we're talking about a Gibson today, the new Gibson Theodore. I got to tell you, Uh we do this segment here at the High Gain Podcast called Buy or Deny. Yes. A lot of times I come in and I'm locked in. Are you locked in today? I thought I was locked in. Yeah. Just seeing pictures of this thing. I saw it at Thunder Road Guitars. ThunderRoadGuitars.com? Yeah, that's the place. Yeah. 
I saw it in person there and I like didn't pick it up because that is not my thing. Right. And then we sat down and uh-huh. I'm like, oh, I should just play this a little bit before we start recording. Yeah. This might be my thing, John. My opinion is already starting to change. I don't know how I feel about that. Well, you know, we tell the whole story. Yep. We embellish liberally. Where we need to. That's right. Strategic embellishment. Sure. Yes. But in this case, there are some pretty decent facts. Okay. Viewers are probably not going to notice that we had a, a minor paperwork snafu. We had to cut out and cut back in. There's reams of paper devoted to every episode. Thousands of words. That's right. I got to go down into the cubicle farm. Right. And I got to figure out which typing monkey to get the paper from. Exactly. The interns messed up again and delivered the wrong guitar notes. (laughs) We're going to have a talk with the interns over here at the High Gain Pod. It doesn't help that our interns are actually spider monkeys. And John and Ed. I saw a spider monkey video. Oh, yeah? The spider monkey runs away. Yeah. Goes around the corner. Mm -hmm. Comes back. With a canister of whipped cream. Okay. Sets the canister down, takes the top off of it, mm-hmm. and then hands it up to the person. Yep. And then the spider monkey puts his hands together like a bowl, and the dude sprays a whole bunch of whipped cream into his hands, and he sits there eating whipped cream. I got to ask you a question. Yes. One thing I've noticed recently is I go to our Instagram feed. Yeah. And there are no end of cute animal photos and videos in our feed and i am wondering if that is your fault with these spider monkey searches <laughs> and because i open the feed and it's like guitar 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 and then like six videos in a row of goats jumping on balls and shit like that what are you doing john i like looking at the animals i think it's wholesome content yeah <laughs> Beverages. Beverages, Ed. I got a black coffee and a crow mug. You love that crow mug. I do. I've got black coffee, too. It's always here. In a cute kitty cat mug. Yeah. When I went to the company Christmas party this year, uh huh, they had a white elephant gift giving thing. And I ended up getting a coffee mug with a whole bunch of cats in Christmas sweaters on it. Isn't that awesome? That is awesome. Yeah. There's been a white elephant mug that gets passed year over year at the Peterson Christmas party. It's an official Bureau of Alcohol, Tobacco, and Firearms coffee mug. Yeah. This year, uh-huh. it went to friend's son's girlfriend. <laughs> I'm worried about the safety of the mug. 18-year-old kid, girlfriend... That mug has made the loop at the Peterson Christmas party for probably 20 plus years. Well, you know, if something untoward happens in that relationship, you're just going to have to tell the dude, it's going to be uncomfortable, I know, but you're (laughs) going to have to make yourself a phone call. I'll do it. I'll make the call if I have to. Yeah. If that's what it takes, she'll be there this year. I don't know anybody. Yeah, well, you took the mug. Exactly. What do you got there? I've got an athletic brewing company, Run Wild IPA. The blue? Yeah. 
you know, I could not have told you the name of the blue can is the Run Wild if I didn't have it in my hand. But it's just like, I like the blue one. What do you got? I've got an herbal sparkling water mm-hmm. by Ourobora. Oh, the Ourobora crew. Yeah, San Francisco. This particular one is peppermint watermelon. From the land to your hand. Oh, great. That could mean so many different things. <laughs> You know our man, Ted McCarty. Sure. That's who the Gibson Theodore is named after. Ted McCarty was a president at Gibson during their heyday, the golden era. Yeah. A lot of the great design forwards we know about were Ted's work. Tell me about some of those design forwards. Well, you like the Flying V? I love it. That's Ted. Okay. ES-335? A classic. Les Paul? Really? Yeah. Okay. You could tell that Ted was mad when he did the Explorer and the Flying V and all of those. They were trying to counter what was happening over at Fender, and Fender didn't think much of what was happening over at Gibson. So Ted wanted to show them. Yeah. Ted said, Leo thought we were a bunch of (laughs) fuddy-duddies. And I thought, I'll show him. You could tell Ted was mad. Oh, yeah, he's hot. The dude is boiling hot. 50s. Yeah. Our man Ted. Yeah. Unfortunately, is no longer with us. No. Nice long run, though. 2001. Coming hot off of birth in 1909. Wow. Great. Born in Somerset, Kentucky. I could picture him no longer around the Gibson boys before 1970 or something. That is true. Hopefully he was like in Palm Springs, hanging out. When he died, he was in a home in Twin Falls, Idaho. I don't know what gets a Ted McCarty to Twin Falls. It's probably great. Our man Ted, in 1936, Mm -hmm. graduates with an engineering degree from the University of Cincinnati. Okay. And he starts looking for work, and he finds it at the Wurlitzer Company. Sure. You know the big old Wurlitzer organs? I do. At that point in this country's history, the largest music company in the country yeah sure coming off the depression big organs sure yeah he's there for a good long while until he decides he wants to leave so he starts looking around about 1947 1948 10 years he's there in 10 years something yeah. like that he's looking around yeah anywhere not just music companies one of the places he looks around at is brax candy yeah yeah the valentine hearts with the words on them sure he interviews there And never hears anything because Mr. Brack is on vacation and nobody can make a decision without Mr. Brack. Sure. So he just keeps looking. He's out of college. He's been at Wurlitzer. Yeah. Was he like a VP at Wurlitzer? No, he was an engineer guy, but he had some experience. Sure. He's waiting to hear back from Mr. Brack, who he doesn't. So he starts pinging people in the music industry that he's met through Wurlitzer. Sure. One of them being Mr. Berlin over there at Gibson. Mm-hmm. Mr. Berlin says, well, you know, I can bring you on as a manager. And Ted says, no, thanks. In the interim, Mr. Berlin finds out, oh, wait, he's got a degree? Sure. Oh, well, you can be a VP. Ah, my man. Ted was like, okay. Never did hear back from Mr. Brack. Yeah, whatever. Get bent, candy boy. I'm thinking, what does the guitar world look like without an explorer? Without a Flying V. Without a Les Paul. Without a Les Paul. It does not look like what we have today. No. 
And Ted didn't even play. He was doing the Leo game. I'll just ask a bunch of musicians what they want. Sure. Like their 335. Yeah, I love my big jazz box, but the problem is it's so goddamn big. Mm-hmm. Can it be thinner? Right. There you go. But can you imagine you take the brain of a Ted McCarty and you throw him in the candy game? Holy shit. What kind of amazing candy would we have today? Candy. Yes. That you can eat. Yes. And while you're eating it, it's repairing your teeth. Repairing your teeth, helping you lose weight, and it tastes delicious. I don't think the Candy Boys ever got that kind of innovation. Pop rocks. Pretty good. That's who's Ted like, level. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> That's a guy who's thinking like space, science, mystery. Not enough to explode your teeth, just enough to let you know we're there. <laughs> 1949. <laughs> yeah. Ted is now a VP at Gibson. Great. He's making stuff more efficient. He's starting to design things. He's upping sales. He's knocking it out of the ballpark. One year later, mm -hmm. 1950, mm -hmm. Ted is the president of the whole damn company. You can't take a big organization like that and turn it around overnight. You just can't because it's too big. Ted did it. And in the course of his time at Gibson, the numbers are weird. Like, increased sales 1,000%. <laughs> right. This yeah. guy was on fire. Love it. Meanwhile, he liked to sketch during meetings. Sure. He liked to make drawings of guitar shapes and things. Yep. He made one on March 18th, 1957, and he signed and dated it, and then it was lost forever. That's awesome. Didn't have a name for it. It was just Ted drawing a picture. Oh, John brought me a Gibson archive collection envelope. And there is a reproduction of Ted's original drawing of this guitar. That is rad. Wow. We think this is potentially just him sitting and doodling in a meeting. Yeah, but you know, he's an engineer, so it looks all technical. It, and it looks like an architectural drawing. It's got the little leading lines of how wide it would be. Oh, the neck radius. Weird. It's got the scale noted. Alder body, not carved. Finish, natural, high polish. In this original drawing, it says optional can be either side, so the pickup selector can be top or bottom. The one on the top he has is a toggle switch, and the one on the bottom, what's it called? The Vera switch? Exactly, yeah. Wow, that's awesome. Gibson Theodore. This guy at Gibson, a couple of years ago, well, more than that, maybe five years ago, he's doing research, and he goes into the Gibson archives. They've all been moved from Kalamazoo to Nashville. Okay. And the picture that gets painted, in my mind, is, oh, let's move all these filing cabinets to Nashville. Just put them here. Just lined them up in a room, and they just sat there. Guy's going through the archives looking for information about Gibson's lap steels. Okay. He pulls a file out, and literally, that drawing falls on the floor. And he's like, what's this thing? Yeah. Doesn't recognize it. Never seen it. Nobody has. And everybody's wow. like, well, what's that? It's a Ted McCarty drawing. Did we ever make that? Nope. Should we? Sure. <laughs> so it takes them about five years to get it going. I'll run down what this is. It's an alder body. Yep. With a walnut stripe going down the middle. Yep. Two P90s, two volume, two tone, and a pickup selector switch. Different from Ted's drawing, they put the pickup selector switch down by the tones and the volumes. Yep. Not on the horn as you just described. Yep. Also, you may have noticed in that drawing, the pick guard was floated and had a bracket, like you might see on the Les Paul. Yep. They decided against that in this case. It's fixed and screwed down. 
Here I go. Here I go. Are you ready? Yeah. Every choice they made that varies from the drawing is absolutely correct. I think so, too. The neck is kind of like a chunky C, I'd say, but not like baseball bat. Yep. Let's go as necky as we can. Yeah. The neck P90. Thank you, John. I know how Ed loves that. Yeah. If I want to go as bridgey as this thing will take me. Mm-hmm. I love your little jazzy runs for the <laughs> rhythm. I think you need some like 15th to 18th fret hammer on run up at the high end for the treble side. Metally? Maybe is kind of what I'm thinking, you know? Perfect, John. That's a pretty heavy shredding. Uh, Just right there. Yeah. I played that through the Phasar pedal. It's a new pedal. Okay. It is a collaboration between Spun Loud Effects and Rare Buzz Effects. The principals there are our good friend Dan DeMay over at Spun Loud mm-hmm. up there in Bellingham, Washington, USA. Beautiful Bellingham. And a guy named John Esterly at okay. Rare Buzz in Columbus, Ohio. Oh. They collaborated on this. What it is is a two-circuit pedal. One side is fuzz. One side is phase. What you can do is turn them on independently. So you can have one or the other or both. And you can decide which comes first. Want the fuzz feeding into the phaser or the phaser feeding into the fuzz, Ed? What I was using was the fuzz feeding into the phaser. I think that's just more standard. Anyone that sets up a pedal board is going to go fuzz very early in the chain, right? Well, let's see what happens. Here's fuzz into phase. I'm just going to switch it. So it's kind of a different thing. I'll switch it back. When you go phaser into fuzz, I feel like it mutes the phaser a little more. There you go. Throw that depth up. Yeah. So you've got a rate and a depth on the phaser side and volume and fuzz on the... On the fuzz fuzz side, side. yeah. This is phaser into fuzz Yes. It's not like a traditional phaser, I'd say. Right. It's maybe more pulsy, but combined with the fuzz, I really like what it does. If you're the aspiring stoner rock dude, what do you need? You need a fuzz pedal and a phaser pedal. That's all you need. Should we put the fuzz all the way up? Duh. Yeah. Just the phaser.
or slow it down. That's kind of nice. Yeah. And it looks really cool. Yeah, it's got this kind of retro 70s color scheme. I'm into it. Yeah. The circuit is based on an old pedal from the 70s made by Ross, the phaser distortion pedal. Sure. It was the same deal. It allowed you to do one or the other or both. The thing that's cool about the phaser, though, Mm -hmm. that the original Ross pedal did not have is that you can switch the order. So you're saying they had a Ross phaser distortion. Really? This phaser is spelled P-H-O-E-Z-A-R. Yeah. Love it. Just the fuzz side on this. This thing is ripping. If you want to get one of these, go check them out at spumloud.com. Yeah. Or Rare Buzz Effects. Pick up a Phasar. Starting a stoner rock band? Yeah. You only need one pedal now. Can we talk about this guitar some more? Oh, yeah. So we've been playing this. We tried the pickups out. Yep. He made the sketch in 57, I mentioned. Yep. So look at the headstock on this. The drawing is definitely fatter than what became the Explorer-style headstock, but pretty similar. When the Explorer came out, it had the V headstock at first. So when they wanted to change the headstock, yeah, in Ted's mind, he probably was thinking, wait, didn't I do a drawing once? So the first design from the mind of Ted yeah. to have the Explorer headstock was not the Explorer. It was this Theodore. Yeah. That's pretty great. He lifted it from here. From himself. Not only that, but you see these two horns here? Yep. They kind of curve outward, that tulip shape. Yep. That we've seen on early Rickenbackers or some of the Tysco stuff. Yep. This predates both of those. Ted. From the mind of Ted before those other cats ended up doing it. This guy. Ted knows what's up. I wonder what is in that archive. Have they now gone back and just like, okay, we got to stop screwing around. Let's look at every scrap of paper in every filing cabinet. I wonder. I sit in meetings and write notes and do drawings and I don't save all that stuff. Somebody was maybe following Ted around. Here's my notes from the meeting. It's great that that stuff is documented. Ted. Yep. Finally, in 1966, okay, he leaves Gibson on good terms. Everything's cool. Sure. To become the president of Bigsby. Is there a brand you can think of that doesn't make a model with a Bigsby on it? It does feel a step sideways and down, though, doesn't it? Did I mention he bought the company? Okay, well, president and owner, maybe that's a thing. And towards the end of his life, towards that 2001 mark we talked about, he was collaborating with Paul Reed Smith. Huh. Yeah, he liked what Paul Reed Smith was doing. Paul Reed Smith, of course, thought he was a legend. Sure. And so they became friends. And to this day, PRS makes a model called the McCarty. So single cutaway like a Les Paul, but more PRS-like. We've done one PRS in our entire time on this show. We'll have to dig a little deeper into that, I Maybe suppose. so. Yeah. You and I are probably both a little more dismissive of that brand than we should be. We shouldn't be dismissive of any guitar. A couple guys like us? Yep. So, 
2022, the Gibson Theodore is introduced. This is a limited instrument, Ed. Okay. They only made 318 of them. What's up with that number? 318? Yeah. March 18th? These guys. The date of Ted's drawing. (laughs) (laughs) It seemed like a weird number. Okay. Yeah. Comes in three colors. Natural, ebony, and cherry. For my aesthetics, this black one's pretty damn cool. Yeah. And this thing is kind of a ripper. Let's put on the Chase Bliss preamp mark two. Yeah, okay. Pretend like you're in Guided by Voices. Exactly. You could just rip that little riff out for old Bobby Pollard. He'd be like, you're in. Yeah, no thanks. Ohio is lovely. I'm sure it's just fan-damn-tastic. I heard Ted McCarty went to school in Ohio. How about that? Boomeranging it on ya. You gotta try it. Try and decide. Is it hello or goodbye? Goodbye or goodbye? It was a 50s, Ed. Yeah. Ted was in a meeting. Mm-hmm. And he was scribbling it on a piece of paper. Then some guy in our time found it. God bless archivists. Yeah. And decided to make a guitar out of it. Yeah. The Gibson Theodore. Mm-hmm. Fire deny. It's one of those ones I got to caveat it, right? Do you? I think I do. Okay. I'm going to say ugh, deny. And what's the caveat? The problem is there's 318 of these made. There's 100 of them in black. You are paying for a one of a hundred guitar. It's not something I can justify dollar-wise. Me, personally. Using that criteria, I'd say deny. Mm-hmm. Also. Yeah. Uh, we're going to take lots of pictures of this. I think we should. We say it every time. We do it every time. That's us being consistent. Yeah. We'll put them up. On the internet. Go to at the high gain on Instagram. That's going to be your best bet. Sure. The high gain pod at gmail.com if yeah. you want to email us. If you want to send us some comments. Yeah. But until then. Yeah. We are enthusiastic members of the Ruinous Media Network of music-related podcasts, Ed. We were in a call with those fellas just not too long ago. We had our kind of semi-regular meeting. Yeah, they gave us like a solid C. That's passive. Exactly. 2.0. That works. Yeah. Let's do it again next week. Sure. All right, then. I'll be here. Okay, cool. Bye. Bye, Ed.